Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Blind Tag Podcast here wherever you get your podcast from. I'm your host Kyle Nashheim and boy did I not see that Super Bowl coming. That was um, a first half blowout. Um, Tampa Bay's defense shocked me. I guess they were uh, more prepared than I was going to say New England, but uh, Kansas City. They had the home field advantage and they won. It was insane. Gronk was his old. Um, ball catch himself, scored a couple touchdowns, it's now him and Brady have the most touchdowns, connected for the most touchdowns in Super Bowl history, which is an amazing feat, I believe it, the stat was like 13, and then they got one more, so now 14, I wanted Kansas City to win, I thought Kansas City was going to win. I did not want Tom Brady to get that seven Super Bowl. But he got it. And now, oh, and I'll sit here and say this though. The halftime show, as perfect as it could have been done considering the restrictions. I love how, you know, typically they'll have the, uh, uh, what's the best way to put it? They'll have the stage at like the 50-yard line. They had it above the stands on the side of the uh, stadium that has the pirate ship. I love that. They used that space. And the end of it, playing blinding lights, when he's talking about being blinded by the lights as a cavalcade of fireworks is going on behind him, perfectly timed, perfectly done in my humble opinion the best halftime show since 2002 when you two paid tribute to those who died in 9-11 with their halftime show I'm probably going to get some disagreements I really don't care that's my opinion that's the good thing about this world is my opinion but with that out of the way, we have a great show today. Uh, Mike is coming on. We are going to discuss 100% NHL reverse retro jerseys. And we will let you know the 16 worst jerseys. Next week, you get the best of the best. So, we are going to take this quick little break. But when we come back, we are getting right into the thick of things. Before we get back to the podcast, I want to let everyone know about my intro. That is Sax Rock and Roll by Kevin McLeod. The song and other songs that are royalty free are being able to be found on incomtech.com. What's up, Mike? How are you doing? 
you know, just another day in paradise, as they say. Uh, mm. oh, just... L- listen, come on, man. We're, we're, we're not on a radio station anymore. Uh, we're free of FCC um, uh, language barriers. So can you tell me, how are you really doing? Oh, dude, I'm fucking tired. <laughs> <laughs> but are you tired because of watching the best team in college football play? Oh, see, no, I can never be tired of that. That is just pure electricity going through my veins. Man, that game was sick. Like I watched the entire, oh yeah, I watched the entire game. Uh, I probably had like five or six mini heart attacks during that game. Uh, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, um, full disclosure: when we got when the game was announced, I literally I was like, "Okay, great." Ooh, that's BYU. They're good. They beat a Boise State team that was ranked. They're good. And then the quarterback's a Heisman candidate. And then I was like, not anymore. Not, not anymore. Not anymore. And then I started to, I was like, okay, we, wait. We beat Louisiana, who was ranked. First time we beat mm-hmm. We beat Appalachian State for the first time. Yep. One on the road, one on a, one at home. So, and I literally said after the Appalachian State game, I was more worried about Texas State because that was a game we mm-hmm. were supposed to win, and we won forty nine to fourteen. Yep. So, as it got closer to Saturday, I was like, we have a chance. And then game day came, and. You see all the, 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 the shots of Coastal Carolina's campus, and then you see every single one of them except for Dustin Johnson go BYU, and now I know. Keep disrespecting us. Mm-hmm. Keep counting this out. Of course. But I see a situation where we beat Troy. We beat Louisiana. Say we make it to and it's, well, we'll just say that Tulsa beats Cincinnati. That would be unheard of. That would be unheard of. So see. we would go to a New Year's Six bowl game and say we're matched up with, I don't know, Georgia, a team that should not be in the top ten, but is still in the top. Mm-hmm. 10. And we well, beat. I feel that way about Iowa State too. Iowa State has two losses. They've lost to a team we destroyed. In the Sun Belt, and they're ranked eighth. No, they lost to Louisiana. We only beat them by a field goal. Still beat them, though, right? I know we still beat them. Still beat them. A win's a win is a win. A win is a win is a win. Um, so say we play Georgia, and we beat Georgia, we finish the season undefeated. I see a potential UCF situation going on. That's what I think too. Where I, I see it happening. As long as one poll that is tasked to hand out an official national championship ranks us number one. Hey, I don't know about you. I don't care what the cost is. I'm getting the Coastal Carolina national championship t-shirt. <laughs> oh, and I tell you what, that trophy looked good on the teal turf on game day. Was- I mean, that's not the trophy that's going to be in, in the uh, trophy case. Unfortunately, I still think, they need to go. So, actually, let me let me bounce this off of you. Should 
the college football playoff expand to 16 teams? I think they should expand to eight, not 16. I think 16 is a bit too much. Um, you'll have some blowout games that aren't really going to be fun to watch for people, but I think if you expand it to eight, it, those final four spots are going to be a lot more um, in contention with teams like us, Cincinnati. Um, who else was I looking at? Uh, well, Marshall lost. Uh, You're out of it. Yeah, Mar- the, herd, the herd lost. To Rice. Um, and they got shut out. Mm-hmm. Well, they threw five picks. Yeah, you got a point. You throw five interceptions. If you win, I want to know how the hell you did it. Mm-hmm. So, I, so if, in an eight-team playoff, how would a team, like in, in, in your idea, how would a team like Coastal Carolina get into the playoff? Would the You'd have to on- – I would say um- – you have to have another big game like against BYU. You're going to have to face, uh, you know, maybe one more ranked opponent before the uh, the season ends. Or say whoever the highest ranked group of five team, instead of getting a guaranteed spot in a New Year's Six, you get a guaranteed spot in the playoff. Unless, but you have to be in a group of five champion should get an automatic bid in the playoff if they're in the top 12. So if the highest group, I like that. If the highest group of five champion is not even ranked, then you, you they have no reason to be in the playoff. But if Coastal Carolina mm-hmm. 13, all they have to do is move up one more spot, and they would get an automatic berth in the playoff. Obviously, they'd be the eighth seed, and we'd have to play Alabama in the first game. But you know what? Bring them on. Bring, Bring them it on. on. I want all the smoke. The Bring it on. See, here's what I, what I think they should do. Uh, there's a reason why I say 16. Because, yeah, there's going to be some blowouts, but guess what? There's blowouts in the NCAA men's basketball tournament. We still love it. Oh, yeah. You know there's going to be blowouts. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you do this. Every conference champion gets an, uh, gets an automatic bid. Now that, I can get behind that. I can get no, behind. Man, you still- I would love to see. I'd love to see the Akron Zips mm-hmm. in there. They would, they would Good be, old Max shit, baby. They, they would be the 16 seed. No, actually, I think it would be Buffalo. We got in that running back. Yeah, I think it'd be That's Buffalo. Like eight touchdowns in a game. I saw that. It was like what last week, two weeks ago. That was insane. Yeah. It was it. Uh, it was uh, Kent State. They scored 40 points. Oh yeah. But. You have the top ten, or not? Not you have the all conference champions, and then the last, and you still have the playoff rankings. The six teams ranked the non non conference championship team, the highest six of them were ranked, get in as at large bids. Mm-hmm. The only exception is. You you have to do a a status for a independent. So obviously, like a Notre Dame or BYU and an Army or Liberty. So you put this rule in that says if a uh, independent team is undefeated, they automatically get a uh, they get an automatic bid. Okay. 
If there's more than one, whoever's the highest in the ranking gets an automatic bid. If, or you have them play a playing game. Yeah, but if if it's Notre Dame and Liberty, Notre, you think Notre Dame's going to play Liberty? If they want to get into the Notre Dame, that, would, Liberty would. That's that's the thing. Liberty would. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, no, I say this. You know, you, you know, whoever has the highest ranking gets in. And as an automatic bid. Now, if say there's one undefeated, but they're one of the six highest team, uh, highest ranked non-conference champions, then they get it anyway. The only issue, okay. the only issue would be is if they're ranked seventh. Say Notre Dame. No, we use BYU. Say BYU is undefeated. They're twelve and up, but they're the seventh ranked non-conference champion. But since they're undefeated. They kick out that sixteen. Okay, I can see and that. Who knows? It could be a Michigan, a a Missouri, a Iowa State that a undefeated mm-hmm. independent team kicks out. See that that's fair. And then once and that, I think so. And then once you put that in, and you you basically the final rankings are only. Uh, you you release the final rankings and then from that you release the seeds and then uh, you've you know the rest of the teams that don't make the playoff you can still have ball games if you want to still use oh, the, yeah. if you want to use the New Year's Six ball sites very simple uh, you, ex- you let's see um, four five six seven very simple four of the ball sites will be quarterfinals. Two of the both sides will be semifinals, and you bid out the uh, the finals. I do do now. I think so. I think that's a good and, choice. And it's a and it's, it's a rotation. Every um, say the Rose Bowl will be a semifinal every three every third year. Okay. There you go. Yeah. See that makes I like that. That makes sense because you know what's going to happen. Hmm. These damn athletic directors at the Power Five ain't going to do this for shit because they don't want a Coastal Carolina or an Appalachian State or an Akron or a Kent State or a Cincinnati. They don't want them in the playoff because if they lose to them, oh my God, that's an embarrassment. How how could you lose to a lesser team? Right. You don't say that when you lose to Notre Dame. And they're an independent. Nope. Well, not this year. Yeah. I don't know. This no, is, I see what you mean. But, I mean, it, it could happen. I don't know. I, I, I thought I might need to draw up a potential bracket, but obviously the MAC would get uh, the 16 seed. The um, Co- um, Conference USA champion, probably Marshall, would get the 15 seed because, you know, they just lost. Mm-hmm. Um. And then you you know what? If the final ends up being uh, Alabama and Notre Dame as the top two seeds, hey, they're the best two Props teams. To them. Hey, they're the best yep. teams. They won it fairly. Every conference champion had an opportunity to play in the national title game. They couldn't get it done. And there you go. You got more exposure. 
Now, I, I think one, one little um, side note, if a group of five team in the playoff beats a power five team, now obviously they would be at the higher, um, the first round would be at the um, higher seed. So the, mm-hmm. you, you get another home game. Yeah. But, but say that Coastal Carolina ends up drawing um, Ohio State. And we beat Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Okay. That means within the next five years, or say say four years, that Ohio State has to schedule a rematch in the regular season within the next four years. I like that. I mean, we have to do that with BYU for a home and home anyway. Well, I'm, I'll, honestly, I remember saying you know, as, as soon as the game was in, entering the second quarter, I said, man, we, we, we need to get a, a three-game contract to uh, to get the series started, continuing. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I tell you what, boy, once halftime hit. Oh. Now, okay, so I got to ask your opinion on this. So I l- let me tell you what mine is, and I want you to chime in. When the interception happened, Mm-hmm. And it was Derek Bush. He intercepted the ball. Uh, Zach Wilson was down immediately a defender in a way. Mm-hmm. Yep. So can't remember which player went over first, um, started to block him. Was, okay. I want to say it was Gallagher or Kelly. Yeah, I think it was Gallagher. So he went over to block him. Okay. That's fine. Uh, you don't need to pancake the quarterback. I mean, if it was, I mean, if it was a wide, if it was like a wide receiver, not even a wide receiver. If it was a uh, running back or maybe a wide receiver, yeah. But I mean, it, it it was you know in a way I could say it was kind of cheap, but also at the same time I understand why they did it because mm-hmm. they had a chip on their shoulder. They were told that they were undersized and couldn't fucking hang with the Cougars. So they wanted to send a message that, you know, we're here. We're yep. not going anywhere. So what what was your take on that? Um, honestly, I thought when he first got there, uh, it was a fine play. I mean, they were double blocking the quarterback. Uh, Bush, the guy who picked off the ball, I mean, he was getting downfield in a hurry. Uh so, I mean, having that second guy come block, I feel like that was fine. The pancake was a little much. And then keeping him down on the ground was a bit extra. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I kind of agree with the refs. I mean, there really isn't a penalty there to be thrown, mm-hmm. in my opinion. It wasn't. Now, I've, I've seen quite a few uh, BYU uh, videos since it's had some uh, uh, BYU shows. Where they're like, oh, well, you know, the referee's right there, and he didn't do anything. He didn't see a penalty. He, yeah, because I mean, in my opinion, there really wasn't one. There, no. Now, uh, now become, if, if he had, becomes uh, a defender. Yeah, if, if if he was, you know, if one of the coastal players was kicking him, stuff like that. Yeah, I, I, I would first of all, I would say whoever did that needs to, you know, not play in the third quarter. I don't care who it is. Um. Mm-hmm. But you, you, you penalize Coastal. If, if that costs us the game, I'm like, yeah, well, guess what? That's your fault, not ours. Exactly, yep. Um, but 
I don't know, that. I think the best person I, I heard talk about it was, you know, I, I can't remember the person's name, but it's like, when's the last time you saw that in college football? You know, you know, blocking the quarterback after an interception that turns it turns into benches clearing. They they don't fight. There's no punch uh-huh. or anything, but they're getting chippy and they're letting every each each person know that yeah, we're here. And this is and this is a game that was not on the schedule 72 hours ago. Exactly. Yep. I mean, if you're that chippy on a – and this is another thing. BYU and Coastal Carolina, and that's the one, thing, the one good thing about 2020, if there, you can really say there's any good things, is they had – they said, fuck the red tape. You have an open date. We now have an open date. Let's go. Let's make it happen. Make it happen. Yep. Let's so, make it happen. So now, now if there's a cancellation next season at a at a power five game against a, a non conference opponent, you know, oh, we'll just take the week off. Hmm. Nope. What's this? Fucking. Mm-hmm. You because you know you'll get your ass kicked. Yep, bring it on back, run it back. The same outcome will happen. Mm. But you are a big, uh, we're going to transition here a little bit. You're a big hockey fan. Big hockey guy. Big hockey guy. Tell me, um, like, what really got you into the game of hockey? So, um, when I was younger, I went to a, like, real young. And when I still used to live in Ohio, Um, we went to a Cincinnati Mighty Ducks game. And ever since that point, uh, I've been addicted. Um, (laughs) it's like a drug to me. I love hockey. Uh, no, but, um, yeah, so I've been watching hockey ever since, really. I go to the Charleston to see the Stingrays play probably about five, six times a year. Um, I, I watch it anytime I can on TV. But uh, I want to say the best ever game series, whatever it was, game seven between um, Boston and Tampa Bay in 2011. That was by far the greatest game I've ever watched. Okay. Well, the re- reason why I picked this up, because, you know, when we were talking about uh, doing this uh, episode, you're like, man, we really need to talk about the retro jerseys. Um, I, I did yep. I did something uh, uh, briefly on my old radio show for Coastal Carolina's student-run radio station. Um, mm-hmm. My tenure is over because I am a graduate. Welcome to alumni life. How does alumni it feel? Alumni life. Where, where, where instead of asking for money for books, they ask for money for everything else. <laughs> yep i've already got i've already got the email about hey you want to join the alumni <laughs> yeah gee thanks let me spend another like, couple grand real quick yeah yeah sure let me let me uh let me spend a couple grand that i don't have on that yeah no mm-hmm. um but yeah no I, I i love love my time at uh coastal carolina that's actually where 
<laughs> it literally, you know, I was starting um, reminisce of uh, things going on at Coastal and the astronomy table that oh, you were at. Oh, man. <laughs> let me tell you. Let me tell everyone out there. If you want to know a more age-diverse table than the one we were sitting at. So we had three. Uh, so it was, it was a round table. Let me paint a picture for everyone. It was a round table. Had six chairs. In half of the chairs were high schoolers. Boy, they were smart as hell, too. They were smart. Yeah. <laughs> they were smart mm-hmm. as hell. Um, then we had Mike. Um, how was, uh, I'm blanking on the girl's name. Um, and then me, the, oh, the oldie of the bunch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, one, the, the one at the table that didn't learn about 9-11 from a from a book right we were all uh, well, I, I know i was alive and i witnessed it happen but you know but i i remembered it probably more than you did <laughs> to be honest with you probably yeah yeah so uh yeah but you know we, we and that's that's when i found out we were really into hockey because i had you on the show for the first time we were just talking hockey uh shit talking between a bruins fan and a hurricanes fan uh, oh yeah and then that that series we had um, in the twenty nineteen playoffs, where we got swept. Yep. You were just come in with your Boston gear on, like ah, oh, fuck you. <laughs> got to man, I had to. Hey, hey, you did. Hey, I I was I will go ahead and sit here and say that was a great series. I you know it sucked that it was a four nothing sweep. Oh, it was great uh, for me. <laughs> Remember, this is my show. I can mute your ass. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but um, I mean, it was it, it was a good series. We we had some injuries, and that really played a factor into it. Um, yep. Not making excuses, you know. Y'all were the better team until you played St. Louis, but you know, it is what it is. I still think we were the better team. We should have won that. Yeah. Well, last time I checked for the 2019 uh, 18-19 season. The Stanley Cup is in St. Louis, so they're the better team, technically. Yeah. Well, just like Tampa Bay was the better team this season. Yeah. Well, we're not going to bring up the Achari trip that led to a St. Louis goal, but we won't bring that up. Well, hey, you know, sometimes sour grapes, but it is what it is. Um, It is what it is. This season, um, and if you think about it, like uh, I don't know if this was in the works like last year or a year before, but with this season, uh, NHL and Adidas decided to do what's called a reverse retro. So they're going to do uh, uh, jerseys where uh, basically throwbacks, but with a with a new school twist in a way. Yep. Um, let's see if I can get. I don't want. 
See, that's what I hate about this article. It's asking me for like three advertisements. I don't give a fuck about these advertisements. I just want the article. Yep. Yep. Just give me the I, article. Hold on. You know, I just actually earlier today watched the um, South Park episode where the ads became sentient beings. Oh, my. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. So, yeah. So, basically... Um, these uniforms will be worn in multiple games each by each team with an emphasis placed on them being worn during rivalry games. So that means the Boston Bruins will not be wearing them when they play the San Jose Sharks. No. They'll be playing them when they no, play in Montreal, Toronto. Of course. the Basically the um, original six teams. For the most part. Well, I mean, I wouldn't mind – well – but say if, that. If I know. See, if, you know, they're they're bringing this back. You know, they're doing this as a special. And the fact that this season is going to be the most craziest in NHL history, uh, it's going to be the first shortened season without uh, labor issues because of yep. uh, the pandemic starting in the towards the end of last season, having to pause right. and then. So okay, well, we're just going straight into the playoffs, which honestly was was the right thing to do. The only reason the NBA didn't do it is because they wanted to give Zion Williamson a chance to be in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They can get that money. They got to. And boy, did they! But they they got the money all right. Uh, well, as much as they could. Um, yep. So I think this is going to be a added bonus for hockey fans because they may not be able to go to the arenas based on um, uh, state's uh, health protocols. So if they can at least watch the game and see the Boston Bruins come out with with their uh, reverse retro jersey, uh, I, I like the Colorado Avalanches. Oh, yeah. The Quebec Nordique logo with the avalanche colors. Mm-hmm. Mm. But. So sexy. But you have ranked all 31 teams. I have. Oh, man. Well, let me. So I think we're, we're obviously to play up suspense because we don't want to give away our number one. Uh, we're going to mm-hmm. start with the jersey youth. So here's how we're going to do it. You're going to start with the jersey from last to first. Once you tell me the jersey, I will read the uh, in- inspiration for it, and we'll go from there. All so right. Who is uh, – who did Adidas fall asleep on when doing their jersey? Well, I think Adidas and the city of Detroit fell asleep at the same time when designing uh, Detroit's reverse retro jersey. Mm. Yes. So, the Detroit retro jersey, uh, jersey, if I can actually speak, uh, is inspired by the 2017 outdoor jersey. Okay. So, so in other words, that was when they played Toronto in the big house. Remember watching that. Yep, uh, the silver nod is a, is a the silver is a nod to the Centennial Classic jerseys the team wore in 2017. 
The team is officially throwing back to 1998 when they won the second of two Stanley Cup finals. So basically, the only thing they did was remove the stripes. Yep. And, and added more white and yeah. silver. I mean, I'm not an artist. I'm not a designer. I can do better than that. Yep. All right. Or so. give it at least, like, well, I know, like, during that outdoor game against Toronto, they had uh, the D-, D from, like, it looks like the Detroit Tigers. Uh, it kind of looks like that D a little bit. And, I mean, I was I was drawn into that. I mean, it, it looked good. It was sleek. See, um, I look at it from this perspective. Like, the Winter Classic jerseys are special in their own rights. They're meant to be yep. to draw history, but modern day and whatnot. And so, like, that right there is, you know, I, I kind of, like, push that off to the side because, like, if you're, you know, I'll give you a pass on the winter classic jerseys, but these, no. Well, but that, that brings us into another issue, and I'll bring it up more when we talk about Chicago and right. Pittsburgh and those as well. Um, they've been in so many outdoor games that don't really have – much to go off of for these new reverse retros. Exactly. You're you're exactly right. So who who's better than LA right now? No, I'm sorry, not LA. Um Detroit. Who's next on the list? Next on the list is the uh, New York Islanders. The New York Islanders. All right. So the Islanders the inspiration for this jersey was the uh, the jersey worn by the Islanders from 1978 to 1995. Um, although there were some was some chatter amongst Islander fans to bring back the fisherman jersey. Should have brought it back. I agree. They no, should have brought it back. Because honestly, basically, this looks like the jersey they wear now, but it's yep, it looks exactly like the home jersey they wear now. Yeah, so just a little darker. Yeah, I mean the, the, the color scheme looks kind of similar. Um, the lighting in the room kind of sucks right now. So, but the um, the uh, red and white lines that are at the bottom of the jersey are just bigger. Yep. I mean, come on, you can do better than that, Adidas. Yep. So who's next? Uh, next up, I have Edmonton, the Oilers. The Oilers. All right, that's here we go. The Edmonton Oilers, their reverse retro jersey is inspired by the jersey worn by the team, by the home. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, jersey they wore from 1979 to 1996. Kind of the same thing with the uh, New York Islanders. It's Basically, like the uniform they're wearing, the jersey they're wearing now, but they got more lines. More lines. They go. They got a bit of a brighter orange to it now. Yeah. Back to back when uh. Yeah, because the, uh, um, the 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 uh, the inspiration jersey, the inspiration jersey had blue on the shoulder pads with a uh, orange uh, line. Now. Mm-hmm. It's orange on the shoulders with a thin blue line. So they, 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 kind yeah. of, they kind of reverse those colors, and they also 
reversed the the three lines that were on the bottom of the jersey. They reversed them. It was blue, orange, blue. Now it's orange, blue, orange. Yep. Should have brought back the the gear with the oil dropped in the middle. Oh, I I, I agree. Should have brought you, it back. You, oh man, you and you don't. Know, the thing is, you can do the oil drop, but you you can do it in kind of like a new school way and stuff like that. So, oh yeah. But of course, and you can somebody, throw a little orange in there too. Yeah, and, but of course, oh, yeah. like, oh my God, why are you doing that? Just just think of all the oil that you're. It's a jersey. Shut up. No. Exactly. All right, so you got Detroit, the Islanders, and Edmonton. Who's next? Next, I got uh, New Jersey, the Devils. The New Jersey Devils. All right, and this is inspired by the – Jerseys they wore from 1982 to 1992. Uh, the original jerseys were red in the center, and they had green shoulder pads. Now they just flipped the colors. Or as I like to look at it, puke. Yep, it looks a lot. Well, to me, it looks like a Christmas tree. It looks like a Christmas tree that's been puked on. Yep. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is 2020, so, you know. Some people are into that, I guess. <laughs> oh, my God. Next thing you know. So, what's 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 your Christmas tradition? Puking on the Christmas tree. Yep. Every year. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to just go home now. <laughs> mm-hmm. you, you, you celebrate in your own, own way. I'm just going to go about 20 blocks that way. <laughs> yep. So yeah, New, New Jersey's. Um, now there was uh, this this article I'm reading. Uh, they were actually talking about, uh, or actually suggesting that they should have brought back the old Colorado Rockies uniforms that they used used to be prior to the Devils. Now that that I could have got behind. It's got a nice dark blue and a, a bright yellow to it. Uh, the the Rockies logo itself was pretty nice looking. Um, I actually yeah. have an image right in front of me here on my wall. Yeah, well, all, like the past yeah. teams and what stuff. They, what they could have done is the Rockies logo with the New Jersey Devils color scheme. Oh, yeah. I mean, they easily could have. But again, this is uh, our bottom ranked uh, our teams here. So obviously... Adidas and the NHL fell asleep on a couple of them. Uh, they no, actually, I think what happened was they outsourced these uniforms to Mario Paint. Ah, yes, good old paint. Oh my god! And if you haven't played Mario Paint, first of all, you're probably too young. You don't know what it is, and you don't know what you're missing. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, so Devils. Who's next? I actually have, um, and this might come to a shock to a lot of people, but I actually have Pittsburgh. I got Pittsburgh down below at 27. Ooh, well, no, no, I'm not surprised at all being a Boston fan. All right. right. It's not even that aspect of it. I mean, you look at the jersey, they're bringing back, you know, the the Lemieux, uh, Yager era. 
It's, yep. it's just, instead of having it the black with yellow letters, it's white with yellow letters. I just felt like it was kind of bland. I mean, I'm not really looking at much here. Uh, I agree. It, it, yeah, the inspiration for this was the uniforms they wore. You're right, the uh, Lemieux era in 1992 to 97. Um, someone was like, uh, uh, what? No Robo Penguin? No, the Robo Penguin. <laughs> that would have, oh, and they get the scarf on it too, like they did with yeah. the outdoors with that little, kind of like a powdery blue on it. Oh, let's see that now they could have done something good with that too. Yeah. But they didn't. And no. Nope. See, honestly, I think with this one, uh, a lot of the people who were um, working on this project in uh, for Pittsburgh were also poll workers, so they kind of like just threw it together uh, at the last minute because they had about yep. three weeks of work to do. Absolutely, I could see that. Hey, just just as I did on the radio, I will be more happy to make jokes about the election because I can. And what's someone going to do? No, no, just shut it off. So, speaking of what are they going to do, who, who after Pittsburgh, who we got? I got uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs in 26. Uh, another uh, brings uh, back another original six team. The inspiration for this uniform was the uniform that the uh, wore. Uh, from 1970 to 1992, they combined the 1970 jersey with the 1967 logo. Yeah, and again, uh, not really seeing much of a change. I mean, you can see the change from what they're wearing now, but yeah, I mean, the Leafs a little bit bigger. They maybe added a stripe or two here and there, but uh, yeah, not really seeing much of a any change really. And uh, if history goes back to then. I'm seeing uh, Matt Sundin as the captain during this era, mm-hmm. back wearing this jersey. So, well, here, here's the thing: like, you know, and it, it's not a knock against any of these teams, but Toronto does, has a very short history uh, when it comes to jersey changes. Like, they have the same jersey. Um, mm-hmm. I, I really think they could have done. Um, like something they could have created something different. But, oh yeah. I mean, I, I understand that they're inspired by other jerseys. So, I mean, when, when it's like, um, I'm on, uh, it's sports real quick, but the Carolina Panthers, you really can't have a retro Jersey for the Carolina Panthers because their basic uniform has not changed in the 26 mm-hmm. years. They've been a team. So, and it's, it, it's like that for Philly, too. I mean, Philly's the only team in the NHL that's kept their logo the same since they've been a franchise. Yeah, so... They've added they've added some more color and some more depth to the actual, like, logo itself, but it officially hasn't been changed. Right. So, who who you got um, in front of Toronto? I have Vegas. Golden Knights. Let's see... Um, here you go. So the inspiration for this jersey was the jersey the Las Vegas um, Thunder War from 1993 to 1998. Uh, Vegas remembers Las Vegas hockey history. Uh, this team played yeah. in the old International Hockey League 
Jersey remains in the Golden Knights' usual color scheme, but now with red as the dominant color and the club's secondary logo as the main element of the jersey. So, I mean, once again, this is a brand, this is really a brand new team. So they had limited options. I like, you know, the jersey style, like, you know, where they, the, um, uh, lines in, in the V shape. Mm-hmm. They took that from the Las Vegas Thunder of the of that hockey team. So the the style is paying homage to other teams, um, which we'll get into with another team. Yep, another couple teams, honestly. Right. But, uh, we are we are not I, going to jump ahead of ourselves. So no, but the thing for me with Vegas, I mean. The red just stands out, and there's so many other teams that are wearing the red right now. It's just like you couldn't pick any other color to do. <laughs> like, no. So let's recap real quick. Uh, as the worst jersey, you have Detroit, the New York Islanders at 30, Edmonton at 29, New Jersey at 28, Pittsburgh at 27, Toronto at 26, Vegas at 25. 24 is the Winnipeg Jets. Oh, Winni- See, they could have done something here. They could have had the old Atlanta Thrashers uh, uniform. Yeah, or if anything, they could go back to the lighter colors back when they had Timu Solani, like, the, like how they have that as an alternate now almost for some games they do. Right. But um, honestly, for what they should have done is they should have done more with that powder blue Jets logo that they just brought back this year. Um, well, I think that would have been something more of a reverse retro instead of what they have now. So what, what they did was, and what the article says, the inspiration for the uniform is the jerseys worn from 1979 to 1990. It pairs the original Jets jersey with the style and the logo with new team colors. Okay, well, yeah, it was just, to me, it was a little too dark for my taste. I, I felt like the the logo itself kind of got hindered by it a bit. Yeah. I can't, it's kind of hard to make it out. Yeah, because um, the, the, so the, the thing is, if you look at the original jersey, it's a white center, and then it has the blue mm-hmm. logo with Winnipeg and then the Jets on top of the word Winnipeg. But now, since it's a gray jersey, or a dark gray jersey, you that center circle is dark gray. So now you got to really like hindering. Okay, is does that say Winnipeg? Mm-hmm. So I you really got to look into it. All right, so we have Winnipeg. Who's next? Uh, next, I got Dallas. The Dallas Stars. Runner ups to the uh, Bolts this year for a Stanley Cup champion. Yes. All right, so uh, the Stars str- um, striping returns in new icy white color scheme. This is the uh, uniform that they had from 1999 to 2006. Um, mm-hmm. So basically, they took that entire, that, that old uniform and uh, replaced the green bottom with gray that's on or icy white that's on top and then the star shape is 
and Green Line. Honestly, I think they could have done something um, like maybe do a alternate logo that kind of like paid tribute to the North Stars because that's where their franchise started in Minnesota. Yep. And mm-hmm. and unlike um, like the Minnesota Wild, that's an expansion team, so they don't have the North Stars history. So they they could have done something like that. I don't know why. Or, well, I I know a couple months ago, uh, Dallas just revealed a, a super super sleek looking, nice, clean, fresh uh, black jersey with a, almost looks like glow in the dark green for. Dallas and it's like in the sh- in the shape of Texas, but with the big D like they had for their outdoor game against Nashville this past year, and it looks amazing. I felt like that should have been the reverse retro instead of what they have now. Uh, I, I agree. I, I remember that, that reveal, and I was like, "Ooh, that's that's, that's yeah." That's sleek. So twenty two. Twenty two. I have Buffalo Sabers. All right, the Buffalo Sabres. Dude, come on. All right, so the Sabres throw back to the 2000s with a recolored jersey. The inspiration for this is the, uh, their third jersey that they had from 2000 to 2006, but with a instead of a red and black color scheme, it is a blue, yellow, and white color scheme. Um, why? What I, what I was gonna say about this is that uh, they should have gone back to the the old colors they had that red and black. That was so sleek for them. Um, what they I felt like they could have added the uh, I know they added it on the shoulder shoulder patches, but uh, that old saber head that they had. Yeah, I know. Uh, sure. I felt like that would have been a much better uh, decision to put instead of the sabers crossing. Um, however, I do like how new-ish the Sabres look compared to what they were back then. They're a bit thicker. Um, it gives you more to look at in a sense, but to me, it's still kind of bland. But, and, and to your point earlier, uh, so many teams were do- using red, so the fact mm-hmm. that they're doing blue and yellow, I mean, that, that probably is the reason why they're not lower on this, on this list of yours. Am I correct? Yep. You are. All right. So, 21. I have the Florida Panthers. Dude. All right. No. No. All right. The Florida Panthers. Their inspiration is their jerseys from 1993 to 2007. Modern color scheme on original jersey style. So yep. basically, once again, the color on the shoulder pads is now the color on the on the main part of the jersey, and vice versa. Yep, uh, I felt like they could have gone a little bit more with uh, how back when Van Breesbrook was uh, net minding for them during, during their a uh, little bit deeper playoff run in the nineties. I felt nineties, late nineties to early two thousands. I felt like they could have done more with that. Uh, jersey, like they could have brought that one back out instead of just back to their original one they had. However, I do like how it's been more modernized. Uh, it does look fairly nice to what it used to be, and I felt like I feel like um, 
Bobrovsky is going to start to like the team a little bit more and maybe start to actually play goalie for him. And, and, it, and it looks the um, Panther on the uniform is um, bigger. So yeah, it, it's more a little bit this. bigger, I think. Uh, honestly, and, and this is another team that's basically had the same logo since their existence. I mean, I know it's not the yep. the Philadelphia Flyers, but it's still the same logo. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at them now, they have more like it's got Panthers over the top with the Panther head facing out. But I felt like the the Panther coming like claw, clawing his way out of the jersey, I felt like was a, a nice touch that they had back to their, their starting days. Right. So we're in the top 20. Yep. Who is and, who's number 20? Uh, Montreal. Montreal. And this is another team that's really, you know, they you have one logo. So um, yep. their inspiration is the uniforms that they wore from 1977 to 1984. Basically is a blue version of that jersey. Yep. Instead of having the white stripe across the middle, it's now blue. Um, well, no. Again, it's so it, it was a red, red, red jersey with a blue main stripe. Those colors are. Oh, strong. gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, yeah. So, what I was, I mean, I think honestly, it's it's relatively clean for Montreal. I think a lot of fans are going to end up buying that particular jersey up there. Oh, they however. Are. Again, it's they're keeping you know their same old color scheme, which don't get me wrong, a lot of teams do that, and it's not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, but I, um, once we get later on in the list, you'll, you'll those people will start to see why. Okay, these guys are up at the top. Yeah, they're, they're and they've made it into the top twenty. We're we're not going like I said. We're not going to really tip our hand, but I know one off the top of my head. That when I saw the picture of it, I went, "Holy shit!" <laughs> yep, yep. And and I want to say another one you're talking about too. All right, but let uh, number nineteen. Nineteen. I went with. Uh, let me see here. I went with Ottawa. The Senators. All right, so let's. Get to what the inspiration is. All right. Uh, Sins flipped the black and the red from expansion season look. So their their original jersey was Mm -hmm. black with red stripes on the arms by the letters. So basically those were swapped and the Ottawa Center logo is actually shrunken. Because mm-hmm. that was that was predominant, like literally, it was from like the whole jersey, the whole jersey. So they actually shrunk yep. it a little bit. Um, what I like think? how they shrunk it. I like how they sw- went back to the two D logo instead of the three D. I feel like that's going to bring back a lot of the old time fans from Ottawa. Um, I just honestly, it, it looked pretty sleek to me. However, there are quite a few that looked a little bit better in my opinion, but Ottawa did a fairly nice job with their retros. All right. All right. 
Number 18. Luckily for you, you don't have to scroll too far for these next couple ones. I'm going with uh, Philadelphia. Philadelphia. The Flyers. Hey, there you go. All right, so the Philadelphia Fire oh, Fires. <laughs> Flyers. Uh, <laughs> Phil's wings turn black as longtime look returns. Uh, this jersey is inspired by the jersey worn by between 1982 and 2001. Looks like the difference is instead of white on the shoulder pads and arms, it's now black. Yep, and that's something I like. Them being darker, it's going back to their, uh, well, the olden days in a sense, but it's back when, uh, you know, they were the broad street bullies in a sense. You know, they're fighting everyone. They can they can actually play good hockey. Um but yeah, I just felt like the, the jersey overall was r- relatively clean looking. Um, again, not too much change to the logo itself, but uh, it was relatively nice. All right. I, I, I agree. Like it's um, Once again, that's one of those logos that haven't changed. So yep. it, it's more about paying homage to history. And if your logo hasn't changed – you kind of bring back a jersey style, but if you bring back the exact like jersey, then it's just um, a throwback. This re- yeah. you, know, you 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 change the color scheme. Um, new fans are going to love it. Old fans will be like, "Hey, I, I I remember the Legion of Doom in those jerseys, kicking ass, exactly. taking names, and winning Stanley Cups." Absolutely. Let's go to number 17. I'm going to go with uh, your team here, the Carolina Hurricanes. All right. Now, you said I wouldn't have to scroll far for the next couple, you liar. Uh, well, one. Don't worry. You're going to have to go back to where you just were here after this one. But uh, Yeah, whatever. But anyway, uh, the <laughs> and Pucky returns now in a gray look. Um, I don't know why yeah. it says it's inspiration is jerseys they wore from 1937 to 1955. Yeah, this article is wrong. Um, now, I will see her say I'm a Hurricanes fan. And when I heard last season, I'm, I'm glad that the games they had scheduled with the um, Whalers jerseys with- were played with mm-hmm. Yep, they they played Boston in those jerseys, if I remember correctly. I believe um, for a couple games. Yeah, it, it was it was us in Boston. It was it was uh, we wore the road one and we wore the home one. So yeah, and, we and we were able to play them with fans in the stand in the stands. They got to see them for the and I I loved them playing paying homage to it, and and they went all out with it. Oh yeah. Um, the logo's massive. Now, well, I was talking about with you know last season they. Uh, oh, last season, yeah. yeah. Last season, well, I mean, you were you know, they, 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 nice they, they with the, it. Uh, goal song that that was that was. Mm-hmm. Um, so I honestly would have ranked this slower, and here's the reason why I say that: because we just saw it last season. If they had, yeah. not, if we had not seen it last season. And I understand why you've got this in, in the bottom half. If we had not seen this last season, this would have been higher on the list. Absolutely. It would definitely be top 10 because everyone for 20 years has been clamoring to see 
the Hartford Whaler logo on an NHL jersey again. So, yep. Uh, I mean, it's it, it's you know I like the design of it, um, and you know I'm I'm glad because this is one of those jerseys where you really can't put in red and white and black. Nope. Really can't. Cannot. So before we go any further, let us recap where we are at. So um, going from worst to the one we just talked about, uh, we have Detroit, the New York Islanders, Edmonton, New Jersey, Pittsburgh at 27, Toronto, Vegas, Winnipeg, Dallas, Buffalo at 22, Florida, Montreal, Ottawa, Philadelphia, and at number 17, the Carolina Hurricanes. So we got to stop right there because we have so much more content on this episode. We decided to break it up into two parts. The second part will be released soon, so please pay attention to wherever you get your podcast. Make sure you like and subscribe to the podcast. If you're on Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review. Leave any comments. We will come back with the top half of the best reverse retro jerseys in the NHL this season. For the Blind Tag Podcast, I'm Kyle Nashheim. We'll see you next time.